1: on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. Some great news for you college football fans. The NCAA apparently thinks college football is coming on time. We'll talk about that. Some of the information coming out from a document that's been circulating and was released in the media yesterday also to get to our player countdown series the greatest players were the number 86 in a BYU uniform we'll get to that as well as catching up everything on everything else going on in BYU sports news two players ent- entering the NCAA transfer portal over the weekend for BYU football we'll talk about all of that on today's show. It's all brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. We'll tell you more about them as this podcast rolls on today as well. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 9th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual, but a reminder real quick, welcome on into this podcast. We are your original daily BYU podcast, hopefully making it a ton of fun to be a BYU fan. If you're new to the show, if you're back with us after a time off, et cetera. Welcome back. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news. You need to know about each and every day, as well as giving you guys is in giving you guys insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So that way you are the smartest BYU fan when You're talking with your family and friends. Also tell your family and friends, listen to the podcast and they can be as smart as you. So just, it's a win-win tell your family and friends about this podcast, the word of mouth about what we're doing here on the locked on Cougars podcast. Is it, do in large part, the majority Of the thanks goes to all of you, the listeners, because I can only do so much, and you guys have carried the load on this, and I really do thank you guys for your continued support of the podcast. Uh, Starting off today's show, let's talk about some great news if you're a college football fan like myself, and that involves BYU football as well. That is that the NCAA apparently has been circulating a document, and Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated was the first with a report yesterday to come out with this, that shows the summer plan for college football this season. In essence, it shows a six-week preparation period ahead of the college football season beginning as they anticipate on the weekend of Labor Day, which is the traditional is the traditional start date for college football. In the case of BYU, that's 86 days away from today as the Cougars face off against the University of Utah up at Rice-Eccles Stadium in the Holy War game. Now, the document has been circulating It means that this entire month of June, and you can go find this, if you want to search out Ross Dellinger on, on Twitter, you can read up on this, or just go to sportsillustrated.com, SI.com, and you can read up more on it, but apparently the entire month of June will be dedicated to voluntary workouts, so the players at a BYU that showed up on June 1st, they will continue to do the workouts they have been doing without coaches taking them through those workouts. Uh, obviously, there are still up to eight hours a week permissible with coaches via virtual, non-physical activities, a.k.a. Zoom meetings to go over film, uh, go over the playbook, that type of stuff. They're allowed, still allowed the eight-hour eight weekly uh, allotment of that. But this will carry on through the month of June. Then about mid-July, in the case of BYU, it's somewhere the weekend of July 11th through the 13th. BYU will be able to begin what they call the Summer Access Program. That includes uh, 25 calendar days ahead of the first permissible preseason practice date. Student athletes may engage in up to eight hours of weight training, conditioning, and film review, not more than two hours per week. That means coaches can start, uh, strength and conditioning coaches can start putting athletes through workouts. These voluntary workouts, obviously, there are going to be workouts posted, etc., but the coaches can't have physical contact with their student-athletes. This period, come mid-July, is when strength and conditioning coaches, it appears, will be able to get back with student-athletes and begin the workouts leading up to the next period, which is called Summer Access with Walkthroughs and Meetings. That'll begin the tail end of July, in the case of BYU, around Pioneer Day on July 24th. Uh, student-athletes will be allowed up to eight hours per week for weight training, conditioning, and film review, up to one hour per day for a walkthrough with with uh, use of a football with coaches, and up to one hour per day with meetings with coaches, which include team meetings. Position meetings, one-on-one meetings, etc., and also during this about two-week period, you have to take two days off as well. That period will carry us up until early August, when on August seventh, in the case of BYU, probably August fifth, the preseason camp, fall camp, can begin and preparations for the 2020 season can begin in earnest on time. This is when it was supposed to schedule. To start, uh, college football programs supposed to return in early August or late July to get ready for the season, and it appears it will be on time if everything holds according to the plan. Currently, that'll carry BYU through the rest of the month of August with workouts every day, uh, BYU practicing and pads, etc., and then come September third. The expectation is that the college football season begins for BYU, some teams on September 5th, some teams the weekend ahead of time on the week zero games. They get a week head start. If they have a week zero game, they'll start this whole period in early July, around July 5th or 6th. But the good news is revolving around all of this is that the college football universe is gunning ahead and looking ahead to an on-time start to the college football season. And that is fantastic news if you're a BYU football fan. Get excited. 86 days away, BYU and Utah kicking off the season. And according to the NCAA, they're circulating this document to athletic departments and college football programs nationwide, letting them know about this plan. That means they anticipate college football starting on time. And I think by extension, I think we can all expect that they will do everything in their power to play a full schedule Uh, for BYU and every other program around the country. Could there be disruptions to this? There's absolutely no doubt. The COVID-19 pandemic is still raging on. We've seen numbers spike up a little bit the last few days in the state of Utah. Who knows where this is going to go this summer, but I am choosing to look forward and get excited for college football. And I think the good news is coming out of all of this is that the expectation is that college football will start on time, and it appears that there's a six-week plan in place. Some college football coaches wanted eight weeks of preparation. Some said we'll work with whatever we're getting, and then CAA is giving them six weeks, and then we will see how it goes this fall. The good news is for BYU, they've already had players working out since June 1st, the first day that they were allowed to do so. Some programs like the University of Oklahoma will not be showing up until July 1st. They're going to be a whole month behind with these voluntary workouts going on at their university, but that's their decision. That's their conference's decision. Some of the conferences saying that June 15th is when athletes will be allowed to return to campus to work out. I applaud BYU for opening up the doors on June 1st, allowing these student athletes to get going. It was a great decision, and especially when you look at this new document, this new calendar of how it looks out, it gives BYU think, a little added added preparation, a little added work, and hopefully it makes them just all that much sharper come fall camp and by extension the college football season. So... Get excited, folks. A lot of fun, and it's great to see this calendar being circulated around the country. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk about the greatest players to wear the number 86 in BYU history as we continue on with our player countdown series here on the podcast. We'll get to that here in just a second before we do so. I need to tell you guys about our good friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years now. You can go to rockauto.com to search for all of the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for whatever type of car you have. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet for your car. Whether it's for your classic muscle car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's all delivered directly to your door. The best part of this is the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So essentially, you go to rockauto.com, your mechanic can pay the same price that you pay at rockauto.com. It's a fantastic way to get everything everything you need, need for your car in one, in one place. They You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the specific prices you prefer with rockauto.com. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal service, guys, and I would encourage you guys to check it out. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck. Remember, right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you from here on Locked On Cougars. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. That's our good friends at RockAuto.com, a proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's
1: kabotaorangedays.com. As we just talked about, BYU football is now just 86 days away and we are talking about the greatest players where those respective numbers in BYU history. By and large, it's going to be BYU football players. We'll just get to some of the lower numbers. We'll get some of the other players from other BYU athletic programs, football. Uh, No, sorry, excuse me, not football. We are doing football. Basketball, baseball, we'll have all those athletes that deserve to be on this list in coming days and weeks. But with these higher numbers, obviously it lends itself more to football players. And there've been some great players that have worn the number 86 in a BYU uniform. Let's run down the finalists we put up on social media for the fan vote. And that was Dan Plater, a former wide receiver out of Reno, Nevada and Reno high school. Pluto uh, came to BYU and played the majority of his career as one of the favorite targets of former BYU. Great Jim McMahon. Uh, Danny finished his career with 124 receptions for 1,979 yards and 16 touchdowns. He was a draft pick in the NFL, but due to a undiagnosed tumor that went undiagnosed during his time at BYU, he ended up not playing professional football. But you still see him around the BYU uh, campus all the time, especially in the BYU uh, meeting rooms, etc. He's a fixture around campus. And A guy that's a good dude. Another finalist was Earl Kaufman, a kicker and punter for BYU at a Judson High School in Texas. Uh, Played for BYU from 1988 to 1991. Similar to Jake the Make Old Droid on BYU's program right now, the ability to both kick and punt, another Texas native. Kaufman had an undersold performance in the 1990, uh, the upset of Miami at Lavelle Edwards Stadium had four big punts in that game, made two field goals as the Cougars upset the Hurricanes. Uh, Dick Harmon's been doing a great job in the Deseret News of late, chronicling what Ty Detmer did during that game, but a guy like Earl Kaufman's contributions can't be overlooked in that regard. But a fantastic player in his own right, Earl Kaufman, One of our first kickers and punters, if not the first one, to make the finalist list here, but a well-deserved honor in that regard. Also had Marcus Kanahele on the finalist list, a defensive end from Kaneohe, Hawaii, and Punahou High School. Played for BYU in the early days of Lavelle Edwards' tenure from 1973 to 1976. Finished his BYU career with 199 total tackles. Listed with just eight sacks, but during this era, sacks, tackles for loss were all were all tallied differently. Actually, weren't an official statistic. So a great player in his own right, out of Hawaii, Marcus has deserved to be on this list. And then finally, another finalist was Doug Jolly, the great tight end from St. George, Utah, and Dixie High School. Uh, Jolly ended up being a draft pick with the Oakland Raiders, played in the Super Bowl with the Raiders before his NFL career concluded, had a great career in a BYU uniform, despite maybe not having the greatest tight end stats of all time for a BYU tight end, finishing his career with 52 receptions, 768 yards, and 11 touchdowns, seven of those coming his senior year in addition to almost 500 yards receiving in 2001 before going on to the NFL. Like I said, so four great finalists and as one would expect, well, Doug Jolly, a personal favorite of mine, by the way, Doug Jolly was one of the guys that I loved watching play football. He was an all mountain West conference selection in 2001 on that team from BYU that started the season 12 and 12 and 0. A great player. But, uh, I As you would expect, a guy like Doug Jolly has the name recognition and he took the cake when it came to the fan vote in this with Locked On Cougars. And it's not all that surprising. I I don't begrudge anybody for picking a guy uh, like Doug Jolly. He finished with just over 65% of the vote. And Dan Plater came in with just under 17% for second place. Earl Kaufman was just under 14%. And then Marcus Kanahele with 2.3%. My pick, though... Jake Hatch's pick is I'm picking Pluto Plater. I thought Danny Plater was one of the best receivers to play during a great era of BYU football. Played with greats like Mark Wilson and Jim McMahon. It's a a shame his NFL dreams did not get lived out due to some medical conditions, obviously, but... Uh, Pluto has been nothing but the epitome of class every time I've interacted with him. He's always been nice when I've seen him around BYU athletic facilities. So my pick today is Dan Plater, but I completely understand why Doug Jolly takes the fan vote in this regard. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, we'll talk about number 85 in a BYU uniform. Uh, Clay Brown, the great tight end who hauled hauled in that Hail Mary pass from Jim McMahon in the 1980 Miracle Bowl. He's on the list. So go to Locked On Cougars on Twitter right now. Cast your votes. We'll make sure to talk about them on tomorrow's podcast. Love having your guys' insights and the fan vote as part of this as we count you down to BYU football later this summer. Uh, one other thing, real quick, before we go here, is I wanted to mention an honorable mention for this, and that includes Ben Cahoon. Ben Cahoon had a great senior year for BYU in 1997 57 receptions, 931 yards, and four touchdowns. So a great single season in BYU wide receiver history. But Cahoon, what he did after he left BYU, going to the Canadian Football League and putting in a Hall of Fame career up there in the CFL, he absolutely deserves honorable mention status for this. I couldn't put him in some over some of the guys on the finalist list due to his lack of statistics in more than just one season at BYU. But Cahoon, a fantastic player from my own alma mater, Mountain View High School and Rick's Junior College. What he did up in the CFL after his playing days in Provo you can't ignore that so I wanted to give a special shout out to Ben Cahoon he has since served twice as the wide receivers coach at BYU unfortunate it didn't work out either time for him but still a great dude all the same and I think a great ambassador of the university in both the CFL and in his everyday life so an easy selection as a honorable mention candidate On the podcast was Ben Cahoon. Like I said, tomorrow we'll talk about number 85, the greatest players to wear that. I'm guessing Clay Brown's going to win that fan vote, and for good reason. We'll talk about the finalists alongside him in that group. And also on tomorrow's podcast, a little bit of a tease for you guys. We're going to talk about more tight ends at BYU. We're going to do a position preview. We talked last week about BYU's defensive end group. Well, tomorrow we're going to switch to the offensive side of the ball and talk about tight ends. Obviously, Matt Bushman is the headliner of that group. There's a young crop of really good talent of BYU tight ends. We'll talk about them on tomorrow's podcast and what the expectations can be for BYU with that group of tight ends going into the 2020 season. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Need to talk a little bit about the transfer portal, two players from the BYU football program recently entering the portal, and what it might mean for BYU this fall. We'll talk about that here in just a second before. Before we do so, a reminder for you guys, please leave us a rating and review, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast. The five-star ratings, as well as those reviews, they make my world go round. They make our world go round. They help BYU fans find the podcast and also help, BYU, excuse me, They help us find BYU fans and also BYU fans find us. It's a relationship that we need your guys' support with. So if you don't mind taking but a moment, leave us that rating and review, and thank you in advance for your continued support of the Locked on Cougars podcast.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA,
1: All right, guys, over the weekend, two BYU football players entered their name into the NCAA transfer portal, and it's not all that surprising considering what we've talked about. BYU is under a massive scholarship crunch this fall, and they're trying to navigate it the best they can. Uh, Jeff Hansen, the guy's at Cougar Sports Insider, they've reported on a lot of this stuff, so I'm pretty comfortable talking about it as well. Uh, But it sounds like, All, if not uh, the very vast majority of returned missionaries coming back from missions during this period, essentially from signing day, so from this past February until training camp. Any return missionary football player for BYU that comes back during that period, their enrollment date for the Cougars is being pushed ahead to January. That's one way that BYU is trying to navigate uh, keeping themselves at that 85 scholarship limit. It's tough to do because you can see some of these young men maybe get a little disgruntled and decide they want to transfer. That's not out of the question, but it sounds like for the time being, most of those missionaries have understood where BYU stands in relation to scholarships, and they understand, you know what, we need you to be a little bit patient and wait to enroll until winter semester. Additionally, some former players or current players, excuse me, have been asked to go to walk on status if they want to remain with the BYU football program. One such example, and I know Jeff Hansen talked about this, he's been talking about it for a little bit, is JT Gentry, the older brother of Andrew Gentry, the offensive lineman that picked the University of Virginia over BYU in the lead up to signing day this past year. February. JT Gentry was asked to go to walk-on status with BYU and decided he was willing to do that. So he will be a walk-on for BYU this fall. In addition to two other players returning from the NCAA transfer portal, Kujay Tapasowa, a running back slash linebacker prospect had entered his name into the portal and waited for a year, has decided to return to the program. Will also walk on in addition to his fellow uh, Laie native uh, Herkley Latu, excuse me, Kirkley also returning, withdrew his name from the NCAA transfer portal at the beginning of winter semester. He will be a walk-on this fall, and that's an absolute steal in terms of the talent paying his way to join the BYU football program once again. So, very interesting situation as BYU tried to navigate things, but a couple of players have decided they want to move on and find more playing time for themselves, and both of them are along the offensive line. Paula Mango Finau from Hawaii announced or had revealed I reported it on social media as well as the 27, uh, 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal Twitter account that Mango Finau has entered his name into the the transfer portal and will look for a new school. Uh, Talking with some people, it sounds like Mango was asked, similar to what JT Gentry was doing, to walk on this fall to help BYU navigate their scholarship status. He decided that he did not want to follow that route and will be looking for a new program. I completely understand that he feels like he's a scholarship-worthy athlete and will look for a new program to call home. And also with the glut of offensive linemen, he probably saw the depth chart of BYU and said, you know what? I'm facing an uphill climb to even play at BYU. Maybe I should look elsewhere. That's a similar situation for walk-on offensive lineman Ethan Otongi, uh, a guy who played at Bonneville High School, announced over the weekend that he's decided it was in his best interest to enter the NCAA transfer portal, announced shortly after he had entered the portal that he was joining the Weber State football program. This is not a crazy scenario. It's not like he was poached, etc. He's got family connections to the Weber State Wildcats. His father played up there. His younger brother, Noah, currently was a 14-game starter this past season along the offensive line for Jay Hill's team. And Ethan he has got the talent to walk into Weber State and be a day-one starter in my mind. I thought that Ethan could be a guy had he decided to stick around at BYU coming up next season when he would have been, in theory, a junior Probably would have been a guy who probably could have challenged for playing time. He decided he'd rather play right away. He probably ends up on scholarship up there at Weaver State and playing right away this year for the Wildcats. And I can't blame him one bit. So best of luck to both Mango Fee now as well as Ethan Atongi as they head forward in their football playing careers. For Atongi, that's going to be at Weaver State. For Fee now, we don't know where he's going to land. We'll make sure to report on that when we hear. But best of luck to both of them as they move forward because. You wish them nothing but the best, and you'd like to see guys stick it out with a football program, but as Kalani Satake has said, his whole goal with uh, college players, these young men, is to make sure they're in a position to succeed, whether that's at BYU or elsewhere. He does not want to force a young man to be at BYU that does not want to be there and does not feel comfortable. I think that's a great way to go about things. We talked about the Caleb Lohner situation with Utah yesterday. Kalani's uh, whole mantra about making sure that he'll help every young man who wants to move on and uh, let them let themselves really play out their career the way they want to see it. If he can help facilitate that, he absolutely is going to do so. So I respect uh, both Mango now and Ethan Atongi deciding. You know what? I'm taking my football career into my own hands and I find a better place for me. And you wish them nothing but the best as they move forward. So we'll make sure to update you guys with more transfer portal news as it moves forward. But it is a very tough situation for BYU right now. They're navigating it as absolutely the best that they possibly can. But it's never going to be perfect. I would expect you could probably still see some names enter the NCAA transfer portal between now and the season starting and even during the season. Players have the right now to enter the portal at any point for any reason all they got to do is make sure they let their compliance department know and give them two days to put their name in the portal. That's all it requires at this point. So don't be surprised if more names that pop up in the NCAA transfer portal. Let's just have our fingers crossed. It's not, uh, elite talent that BYU loses at a critical point at some point this year. So there you go. Some thoughts on the NCAA transfer portal and the current situation BYU finds themselves in with the scholarship crunch we've been talking about seemingly forever here on the podcast. All right. That's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Once again, a big thank you for your continued support of the podcast. It is an absolute privilege and an honor to bring it to you guys each and every day. Reminder for you guys, follow us on social media for the latest in BYU sports and the latest news when it comes to the podcast, search out locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My personal Twitter feed, if you so desire to follow me, there is Jacob C. Hatch. And you always can email the show. The email address is locked on at gmail.com. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com. Check them out. Let them know that locked on Cougars sent you when you stop by. And also A reminder for you guys, tomorrow we're talking BYU tight ends, player countdown series rolls on, and a whole lot more. We are one day away from hump day, everybody, halfway through your work week, and hopefully you guys are all having an awesome Tuesday whenever you hear this. Once again, thank you for your continued support of the podcast. I'm Jay Catch. We will talk to you tomorrow.